Hey, this is Carla. This is Jasmine. And you're listening to Cracking, Cracking the, the Coconut, Coconut, where we tackle taboo conversations in the Filipino community by cracking one coconut at a time. Welcome to episode three of Cracking the Coconut. I am super excited. We are now in the toddler stage of this season, the terrible three or the terrific three, depending on what kind of crotch goblin you got. Um, our crotch goblin, our coconut is awesome. It's I'd a lot of hard terrific. Work. Yeah. They're a terrific three. Uh, they're a terrific three for sure. I am your host, Carla J. And I'm Jasmine. And we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in again to Cracking the Coconut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really fresh. We're still a child. But we're making moves out here. Making moves and learning lots. Yes. Lots and lots and lots. And today we are cracking getting scammed. Getting scammed fucking sucks. We both have scam stories. Jasmine's a little bit more intense. It's a good story, but it also sucks at the same time. I'm a person who enjoys watching YouTube. As you know, I love watching YouTubes. I've been watching YouTube since like 2008. and I like listening to other people's scam stories, as sad as that is. It makes me feel like I'm not alone, that we've all, you know, gotten scammed by some trashy ass people. Do you watch these scam stories because you, you feel like you could empathize? Or is it kind of more like thrilling? Like, oh, what happened? Or, or how did... How do they get scammed? It's okay. So it's a mix of thrilling like, oh, shoot, especially when it comes from my favorite. So one of my favorite YouTubers ever is Miss Remy Ashen. Uh, Remy, if you're listening, she probably is not. (laughs) But I love her. You never know. You never know. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay, I love Remy. (laughs) So I Remy. So she got scammed by a listener or a fan, a person who watches her her youtube videos and i thought damn that is a whole kind of low right Mm -hmm. there you support the channel you maybe love the person and then all of a sudden you kind of stab them in the back kind of like yolanda 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 we're talking about selena we just finished watching the selena series on netflix horrible series okay well okay i actually i liked each episode because i liked diving deep into the family and all that stuff but also as someone who did go to film classes and who took many screenwriting classes i feel like the production execution could have been a little bit cleaner but as just someone watching with entertainment i actually really liked it i think christian serratos Ceratos. The cute the girl, actress. yeah, who plays Lisa. Selena. She, I think she's phenomenal. I personally think she did a good job. Anyway, so <laughs> we went from, we went from talking about scam to fucking Yolanda. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. She she was a big scammer. So she was the scammiest scam. God, tragic, tragic. She's horrible. Fuck that bitch. So continuing on. I'm going to paint the picture for everyone listening or if you're watching us on YouTube. 2020 was a fucking clusterfuck. Do you agree? It was a big clusterfuck. It was the biggest I've ever experienced in my life. Me too. It was freaking huge. Wow. We're we're so relatable. We're so relatable. (laughs) So 2020 coronavirus pandemic happened. The news started 
the news about coronavirus began to surface at the, towards the end of 2019. But honestly, I wasn't thinking anything much of it. I was not phased whatsoever until the lockdown started happening. And I started to see the lack of everything in the grocery stores. And then it kind of hit me like, oh, shit. Shit is real. Shit is real. And I got really scared. But at the beginning, didn't care. I remember my last good function or my last hurrah as you can say it was actually that first weekend of lockdown in march um it was a friend's birthday he had got an airbnb in los angeles a bunch of friends from the bay area came down to kick it we were all drinking having a good time it was a fucking blast do you remember your first like your last good function yeah well as far as a function i too was at that get together and I was stressed out, to be honest. I didn't have a good time at that party because all these things were already happening. Like the day prior, we were at the grocery store and everything was cleared out. No water, not even like paper towels, no food. Mm -hmm. So obviously something was popping off. So it made me uneasy. And, you know, even though like fam was coming down and I remember one of my friends hopped off the plane, uh, you know, went to the Airbnb and usually I give him like a huge hug, right? But I felt like I was kind of holding back my hug and like holding my breath because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how close we should be. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Mm -hmm. Are we contagious to each other? On the other end of things, while she was holding back her hugs, I was not. I was the complete opposite. I was still trying to lick doorknobs and give everyone french kisses as they entered through the door oh welcome to our this <laughs> humble abode <laughs> she's wild yeah good times <laughs> yeah yeah but i wasn't i wasn't having fun at all to be honest it was really stressful unfortunately for me yeah it was a, it, it it got stressful for a lot of people especially when people started to lose their jobs and jasmine mm. and i are both included in that bunch we both lost our jobs i want to say you lost your job at the end of march and mine was about like two weeks later at the start of april mm -hmm. and even though we lost our jobs i'm also grateful that we lost our jobs at the very beginning of pandemic because we were able to easily apply for unemployment in California and easily get those checks coming in because we still had rent to pay, my car payment, yeah. all the bills, credit card bills, everything still needed to pay for. And later down the line, as pandemic started to be unravel. unravel and blossom, <laughs> I heard that a lot of people were having difficulties with their unemployment. They yeah. were on waiting lists and it just became really difficult. Yeah, it was a crazy time because like millions of people every day or every week were applying for unemployment. And I don't yeah. think California or other states systems could even handle all that or, or could expect that. Yeah. So yeah. it was really, really interesting um, and stressful, you know. The, the job stopped but and the pandemic was rolling but our bills kept rolling too so how does this fit into scamming so as you know millions of people lost their jobs which means there was a lot of shitheads out there willing to take advantage of all the vulnerable people out there in the world by scamming them and this story and this is jasmine's personal story of scamming so paint the picture for us jasmine how did the, how did you get scammed by these people? All right. So prior to getting laid off in March, I actually was in the job market since the beginning or the end of last that last year, end of 2020, mm -hmm. 2019. And, 
you know, I had a couple of interviews and things were rolling. Um, but I actually had one interview. It was, this is during when things were starting to lock down. It was for this agency, this PR agency. And I had a Zoom interview that was kind of jank. And I remember the girl at the office was saying, like, I don't know why we're doing a Zoom interview because there's this pandemic. I mean, there's this coronavirus happening, but I don't really think it's a big deal. So I don't know what's going on. So this chick even didn't even believe that coronavirus was a thing. And I had my suspicions. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, let's just be safe and and carry on this interview with me. Right. So it had been about five months. So this this was August and we're in the middle of moving. So a lot of things were, were were happening. And and in the middle of the move, I got this this text message. And, you know, when you're applying for jobs, they also say, oh, if you want email alerts, text message alerts, click here. So I'm assuming, okay, this is part of that process. Mm -hmm. And so I get this text message from this woman saying she's the like HR recruiter or the HR coordinator or something like that for Mm -hmm. this company. And they were, you know, I've applied to like hundreds of jobs, so I don't even really remember what I applied Mm -hmm. to. But anyway. How, uh, when was this? What month was this? Oh, this was August. August, okay. Yeah. So I look up this company. It's a legit company on LinkedIn. And the so the person was like, oh, you're going to reach out to this person who's um, an account manager at this certain company, um, and she, you'll hear from her. Everything was legit. I'm always the type of person who's going to look up credentials and make sure everybody is, like, accounted for, and this mm-hmm. isn't, like, a scam, right? Pause. So, you know, I'm going through this process and I'm communicating with this person through Telegram. And with Telegram, I thought it was completely normal because it's actually a messaging app. And this company was based in Italy. So they were saying that they were building a, a new office in the LA area. And essentially, I would be part of that team to help uproot this new office in LA. Mm hmm. And so, like, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, we like you. They're asking me all these great questions. And it seemed very thorough. And finally, at the end of the the, the messaging interview, they said, okay, we're going to email you our information. You're going to get uh, your, P- uh, your HR paperwork. You're going to sign the papers. And um, we'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. So I think later on that day, or maybe the next day, I got an email getting this fucking, like, employee handbook. I get my, what is it, the W2? W2. W-2 form. So for my information for, you know, my paychecks and all that. And I fill it out, send it over. It's good. At any point, did you think, oh, am I going to personally see these people via Zoom? Because you've had Zoom interviews yeah. during this pandemic. Yeah. I guess I didn't find it weird because they were based in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know... Maybe they don't have Zoom there. I don't know. You know, but this is just like a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these apps are legit mm-hmm. in terms of communicating with people, you know, whether it be just personally or like business wise. Yeah. And, you know, I, I figured like everything's on this app. So things are going to be like accounted for. Gotcha. And, and on the the profile of this, this messenger had the person's picture and their name. When you checked on LinkedIn, did that match? So, yes. for example, this person's <laughs> name is Susan dimitri and then you go in linkedin and susan dimitri exists yes susan dimitri is there with her photo with the company name 
So every morning they would tell me, all right, we'll talk to you at, um, I think it was maybe like 7 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think it was Um, 8. 8? Okay, so we'll touch base at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and um, I'll give you your assignment. So this was essentially part of my training. So what they did, they had me answer questions like um, business questions. I can't really remember, but it's like, say, hypothetically, it's something like, um, you know, what are the basic, what are the basic uh, peers of, or what are the basic tiers of a business or something? I don't know. I'm just making something up. But, you know, I would have to answer these questions. So there are probably like three questions every every email that I just had to answer. And mm. I was thinking, okay, cool. They're assessing the way I think, the way I answer, my professionalism, if I could spell. Every morning they say, okay, great. You know, thank you for turning this in. Um, you passed. Touch base with me again at 8 a.m. Question. Yeah. This email that they was it like Susan dot at company dot com was or was it some weird Susan XX Kawaii at <laughs> Yahoo dot com? Uh, I it was the person's name, the company. I think at Gmail or the mm-hmm. company name. I can't remember, but it, whatever it was, it looked legit. Gotcha. And it even had their signature in the company photo, the website. Everything looked solid. So after I started sending out these emails, you know, mm-hmm. this probably been going on for a week. Um, they were mentioning about me like, OK, great. You know, since it's a remote position working from home, we're going to send you your materials to to work. So we're going to send you a computer. We're going to uh, send you a desk. We're going to send you a filing cabinet, all this shit that's going to help me do my job okay so this is where it got weird okay they're like okay we're gonna send you a check for the materials and what you're gonna do is you're gonna deposit it into your cash app and then you're going to send that cash up to somebody some name you didn't think it was really off that you would have to submit it through Cash App. <laughs> because See, it's Cash App. It, it, it's, you know, when I think about it now, it's like I should have seen these fucking signs. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm telling you, like, there's so many factors that affected my judgment. And then the other thing was this company was in Italy. I don't know how many transfers from country to country. I know mm-hmm. there's like Western Union or whatever or like those check cashing places, but to me I was just assuming that this was a way to to, to do a money transaction mm-hmm. so they can get the materials. Yes, it didn't make any sense that I had to deposit these freaking checks into my Cash App or, you know, my account mm-hmm. um to send Cash App to this vendor. The thing is I asked them. I was like I was like, uh, I just wanted to know why would I be sending uh, money to this vendor for my training materials? And they're like, well, you know, we this is a vendor we've used for a bunch of years. It's 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 a way for us to send money um, and, and do these transactions because, you know, we're in Italy. Or whatever. You need to tell the audience what these furniture looked like because did, they were going to send you a big L-shaped <laughs> desk. Yeah, yeah. They were going to send me a, a big <laughs> L-shaped desk as if I had a big-ass office. And keep in mind, I have a separate area that I put aside in the apartment that I could work from to have a desk. And then I remember, I was like, 
can I get the dimensions for the desk um, and the cabinet? I just want to make sure that it fits my space here. So I'm like out there with a tape measure and measure. <laughs> measuring my space <laughs> making sure all this shit fits and they're like they're like yeah yeah you know um i think we'll be able to get you a smaller desk okay so anyways i start sending money to, to this fucking bitch on cash app okay and it oh so this person it didn't even have the company's name on it it was just some random hoe that i was sending money to it, it had no correlation to the company mm-hmm. and i should have been the red flag there and honestly these orange flags were coming up for me but the red flag just wasn't like it was the, the red flag was in my face, but I chose to like ignore it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm telling you, it was a really, really rough time and I got desperate. So I got caught in the fucking trap. The orange <sighs> flag for me was definitely the furniture. Because sending a laptop was is normal. A lot of companies send laptops, but the fact that this company was gonna send you a whole ass L-shaped desk, <laughs> file cabinets, and I remember you were saying how this company was going to send over their design team mm. to help mm. install everything, and so in my head, I'm like, what kind of company sends over people in the middle of a pandemic to set up a fucking desk? I guess my question too is like, since obviously these flags were were, were in our face mm-hmm. and, and and you know these warnings, like, how come you didn't like? Why didn't you like push and see like, hey, I think something's going on. This doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't push because I also one like you said it's an Italian Italian based company, and so I didn't really think and. I really think about it too much because I've never been to Italy. I don't know how Italian jobs work. And also on top of that, you had already done the research prior. The The website exists. Everything seemed yeah. very, very legit, legit, which is actually the scary part of all of this. Not like looking back and talking about it. Someone is straight up. Impersonating. impersonating a real person yeah yeah like you know and so i've been i was getting at least two checks yes and the first check was like i think like i don't know maybe like 1200 mm-hmm. and i was like all right cool this will pay for the the materials training materials whatever the equipment and then the what next, did that check look like and it, how did they okay. send it so the check was legit dude it was sent via FedEx, like one day FedEx. I remember I was looking. So like I said, the flags were still in my head, you know. So I remember I was whenever I got both checks, I always took a photo of it right before um, depositing it. And I looked where the bank it came from. I even looked at the address where this FedEx package came from. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like some place in New Jersey or, or something or like Boston, Massachusetts or something. Um, that's where the original package came from, and mm-hmm. it, and I saw what it was, and and it was like a um a, a office building, so like a building with with many offices in it, and I was like, okay, cool. Their um their American office is probably based there right now as they're mm-hmm. starting up and building, you know, their their locations in America, mm-hmm. and so I also looked at the bank that these these checks were came from. These banks were legit institutions, financial institutions in America. So 
it looked like a legit check. And mm-hmm. this isn't my first go around with checks. You know, I worked in retail and other places where I've come across many different checks. I even worked with the payroll department for a little bit at this at one job I had. Mm-hmm. I went on and deposited at the credit union and had it, you know, um, deposit into my account with no problems. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand how these people are able to do that. That's something that's really confusing to me. Like, these checks are real. My credit union approved the check, Uh so the money was in my account. So once the money was in my account, I cash up this fool, whatever their name was, because it was the vendor for the training materials. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, I think the second check was probably like 2,000, 3,000 maybe. Why did they send you a second check? It was for more training materials i don't fucking know but i don't know i remember they were trying to send me a third check for i think it was like an upgraded uh computer or or software for something Mm -hmm. and then every time i deposited they were always like oh let us know when you are done depositing it and Mm -hmm. sending the money and send us a screenshot of the deposit but on the last check, I remember going back. So I was still communicating through Telegram as well as email. Yeah. So I hit back the person on Telegram be like, hey, you know, like um, my credit credit union hasn't deposited the check yet. Um, it'll probably take tomorrow because of the, the business hours. And usually they responded quick, mm-hmm. like within minutes. I go back to my phone. I think it was like 10 minutes mm-hmm. after I sent that that question. And the whole thread was gone because the person, so the photo, the name, and that whole person I was I was communicating with, mm-hmm. it disappeared. It just turned into this generic profile. Uh huh. And I was like, I was like, yo, Amber, I'm telling you, I was yeah. Like, I was like, dude, this just happened. Like, like I don't know where this person went. So I tried emailing the person again. I tried texting that phone number that. Mm-hmm. had texted me early on nothing like silence so i was like dude what the fuck just happened so i called um my credit union mm-hmm. and i was like hey um i think i just got scammed so they they looked into it and they told me to call my credit union told me to call the um the institutions where these checks came from mm-hmm. so i called these institutions where where was it like bank of america chase no like i remember one of the banks was like a bank from like louisiana okay like a, a financial institution there and um i can't remember where the other one was but there were institutions like i said they had websites there are institutions in america for sure okay th- and they yeah. actually 100 percent exist they yeah. were just using those names to make everything look legit yeah okay yeah. They, they created these checks um, so then I ended up calling these institutions be like, hey, can you check to see um, about this this check number um, and this account number? And, and, and I gave them all the information. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this this check is, is fraudulent. And I was like, oh, man, like, fuck. Like, all my fucking, you know, thoughts mm-hmm. came true about it. And then I t- had to tell my credit union. And I was like... <laughs> And so they're like, yeah, you know, sorry. And my credit union is dope. Shout out to uh, Pacific Postal Credit mm-hmm. Union in the Bay. They've been a very great credit union institution, institution to me. But anyway, anyways, so they're just like, yeah, you know, like, I'm sorry. It's fraudulent. And I was like, is there anything you can you guys do for me? Because, you know, I don't have a job right now. Like, 
And luckily I had money saved. Mm -hmm. So the amount that I had to owe wasn't as much as I could have been. How much could have you, did you have to owe? Uh, I think it was over $6,000. And then because you had money saved, it kind of cut it in half? It probably covered mm, maybe like 60% of it. Okay. Which isn't a lot because obviously, you know, like I said, I wasn't working. And then like that was stressful because it was money I actually put aside as well. You know, like it put me in a position where I felt like freaking shame shamed ashamed ashamed yeah ashamed, where i felt ashamed you know i was a little embarrassed and it kind of like hurt my ego because it's like damn bitch like you couldn't catch that you know like you fought you mm-hmm. fell for this 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 fraud this scam you know and and then it made me hella mad too because like like the fact that these people are so fucking smart to handle this whole operation and scam the fucking shit out of people who don't have um you know money it's like you know, luckily I'm in a position to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that really hurt my pocket, like I was in a position to be okay. Like, imagine if like it was somebody who had a family, oh yeah, or somebody who had a house, a car, mm-hmm. who couldn't pay for anything. You know, like like that's such a shitty like situation to be in. And like the fact that these people are out there doing this shit is like fucking trash. Like it made me so mad. I wanted to sock that person in the face. You know, and and. I called the cops, like who the local cops, mm-hmm. um, and put a, a report, a, fa- a police report, and and I asked the investigator. I was like, "So, so what's next?" And they're like, "Well, there's there's really nothing we can do. Like all all we can do is is place a report, and if anything happens, you know, if you want to suppress charges, just just let us know. If they're found, we'll do that, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, that sucks <laughs> because you went through all this grief. How long? Did they, I guess, scam you for? Was it a whole month? Was it two weeks? Was it three? I don't remember. Um, I think it was about maybe a week and a half, almost two weeks. Gotcha. See, that's two weeks of wasted time. Mm-hmm. That and is money. That is two weeks you could have been applying to jobs, getting some possible real interviews, you mm-hmm. know, making money. Have you ever been a victim of a scam? If ever in your life, whether it be something like this or just, you know, a more minor level? Yes, I have been a victim of a scam. But let me tell you, because the thing about getting scammed, because you said you felt shame. And after I got scammed, I felt so embarrassed. I never I didn't want to tell anybody this story because I felt completely stupid. And I know there's going to be people watching this or listening to this. And thinking that I'm a complete idiot. That that you're stupid. I'm stupid. How could you not? But the thing is, it's just as someone who's lived in a very sheltered household, sheltered Filipino household, no one personally taught me anything. They don't teach you about scams in Mm -hmm. school. I went to film school. They're not teaching you (laughs) about that in screenwriting 101. You know, this is real life situations that... I had to learn on my own by getting scammed and it sucked. This happened in 2018. I had gone to work. On my way there, I noticed that I get a uh, a phone call on my phone as I'm driving and I don't pick it up because I do my best to never drive and be on my phone at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just very dangerous and I know better. 
So I don't, but I do notice it's not a block number. It's a regular number from New York. Part of me also thought, okay, maybe it's a telemarketer or whatever. But I remembered something that one of my previous bosses told me. If it's important, they will leave a voicemail. And mm-hmm. so that always stuck with me. It still sticks with me today. So then I noticed a voicemail was left. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll listen to it when I get to the station. And I listened to the voicemail and it's from um, the IRS. I don't okay. or a sanction of IRS. Okay. And it was this woman and it wasn't a robotic voice. They put in a bunch of legal jargon, all this money talk in there about taxes and something about me owing something that I have to, you know, pay it back soon. Otherwise, it I could go to federal jail for it. Hmm. And so I'm like, okay, that's weird. And the thing about it is my taxes were filed maybe three weeks prior. Mm -hmm. So it made sense with the timeline. I was like, oh, shoot, like maybe we filed it Mm. wrong or different or something messed up. Uh, Nine months prior to that, I wasn't working. So maybe... When we filed my taxes, I we there was something we didn't check something or whatever that was missed. we just missed yeah. and we're like, oh, maybe I did owe some money. <sighs> Lord, oh Lord, continuing on. So I called back the number and trying to get it straightened out. And so it's this woman. It's the same woman from the voicemail. She picks up. She's like, okay, um, I'm gonna read you uh, essentially these. She could have been reading the Declaration of Independence to me. And I would have been like, okay, cool. Because everything sounded so legit. The jargon, the way she was saying it. And then she would pause and she would say, do you understand Mm, it? And did I understand? No, the fuck I didn't. See, real real quick. You know how you're talking about the legal jargon? Mm -hmm. That's like the whole point of why people have these in these contracts. Is because the regular person is not meant... They're not meant to understand it. That's mm-hmm. how they get you. Yeah. Because obviously, if you don't go to law school, if you don't read this on a daily basis, you're not going to know what these big words mean. Mm-hmm. And this person is reading t- it to me via the phone. So it's not like I have a piece of paper in front of me so I could look at the fucking context yeah. clues and reread it yeah. and l- Google shit up. Yeah. So this person is reading this to me. She would pause every other stanza and say, do you understand? Mm. I would be like, yes or whatever she would do did this yes did you just say you understood because you wanted to just get it over with yes and i wanted to like put my voice in and just be like can you just email this to me like i'm about to start my shift and so after she finishes it she tells me that i owe this amount in taxes and it wasn't a lot it was like maybe like maybe three grand. And to some people that Ooh. is, okay, that is a lot. That That's is a lot. A lot. That is a lot. But I guess in thinking about it, it could have, she could have been like, you owe 25,000, okay, okay. you know, in that 3,000, I could have made that in a few months of working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was big, but it wasn't that much. And so she, she's like, okay, well, my job is to just tell you what is happening, how much you owe. But the person who's going to actually deal with this and for you to actually pay it off will be um, my colleague. Let's call him Victor. My colleague, Victor, I'm going to go ahead and transfer you. He's in the finance department of so-and-so. Mm. It was very legit. I was like, okay, so sounds good. And so we transfer. He trans- She transfers me to Victor. Victor tells me the same thing. You owe about $3,000 worth of in taxes because this, this, and this. There was a mistake here and there. And in my head, I'm like, damn, like, 
you know, and I it may, also made because my dad files my, my taxes mm-hmm. for me because he knows what he's doing. But it also makes me want to learn how to do all this stuff and why his school should teach people yes. how to do their taxes. Yes, they and need to teach this life, life lessons. Be, because I feel like, and this is something I also kind of regret thinking, is that I like blamed my dad. I was like, how my, how could my dad make such a mistake mm. kind of thing? And I feel so, I feel like a shit child thinking that, mm-hmm. that my dad had made, and if my dad had made an error, it's fine. Human yeah, it error, happens. it happens. But for me to think, I fucking owe 3,000. How could my dad make, so, make such a mistake? Mm. He's been mm-hmm. doing taxes for years. Continuing on, Victor tells me all these other things and I tell him, hey, I would like to talk it over with my dad. And you know, I'm like, hey, I'm at work. I'm about to start my shift. I don't have time for this. And this is where he got me. And this is the thing about scammers is they fucking play with your head and your emotions and mm-hmm. your heart. And he said, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. That's not possible. If you hang up, then you're something about me hanging up is a direct conflict to the situation which meant that i'd be because i had already agreed to everything Uh, that woman said like it would cancel out everything you just agreed to. yeah it would cancel everything out i just agreed to so me hanging up and not dealing with it right then and there meant that i could possibly go get thrown in jail and i was like i'm not gonna get thrown in jail i was terrified i was so scared and that was another thing of the terms is that i was not allowed to speak of this to anybody and thinking back on it that was definitely a red flag because it's like an orange flag waving in my face (laughs) thinking back about it because how could they not how how am i not allowed to talk about this yeah but the way they worded it and explained it to me it made so much sense at the time yeah, they had the script down they had the script down uh, this this was probably their 10th scam that day Shit. probably because it was just so seamless and yeah. it was just like any any rebuttal i had they had they instantly had something to to counter it to counter it yeah, yeah. So, so what happened next after victor was like no you got to pay for this now what happened okay so i am freaking out at the station and i'm like i'm starting to get really vulnerable i start crying a little bit mm-hmm. and then this guy has the fucking audacity to go ma'am why are you crying when you cry like that it makes it seem as if you know you did something wrong Ooh. and i was like looking back on it i'm like oh what a bitch yeah and definitely the red flag the red flag because what professional says that is gonna go start to be all emotional and and dig at you like that yeah and because they also said like um before everything they were like oh just so you know we are recording the conversation um and they said it because they're like if they ever need to use things in court they could bring up this conversation and then he kept saying remember this conversation is recorded like they could use this in court and you crying right now um you know people will assume that you did something wrong because you sound so guilty so don't sound guilty stop crying Mm -hmm. and i was like okay victor they're fucking praying on um on people who are vulnerable and emotional yeah they're it's not even just scammers it's like manipulators what happened next is i had to first i had to essentially get out of my shift so i call at the time our promo coordinator um love him hi Corey. 
<laughs> so I call him and I it, I was still hadn't thro- um, hung up. This was a three way call. And so I call Corey crying and I'm like, hi, I have some personal business I need to deal with. I'm so sorry. Like I'm already at the station. Like I really plan on going to work. But now like some shit happened and I have to get out of this. Is that OK? And he's like, OK, Carla, it's fine. Do deal with you what you need to do. Just do what you need to do. I will have someone cover your shift. It's mm-hmm. fine. I go and the guy tells me, okay, so now we're going to deal with the debt that you owe. <sighs> and this is where things get like kind of like, what the fuck? And more red flags. And I know, again, people are going to listen and be like, Carla, you're dumb as fuck. And I'll be like, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. And I've yeah. learned. I'm learning. Learning lesson. I'm right learning here. lesson. So this guy has me go to my car and go to my bank mm-hmm. and he's like how how much money do you have in your bank account you would you say and i was like i and i still had to i still had ba- bills to pay so i think i only had like 250 in my bank account at mm-hmm. that time 250 dollars <laughs> and then so he was like okay i need you to i think he told me to go to the nearest like CVS, Rite Aid, or something. Mm-hmm, like Walgreens or Walgreens, some store like because that. he wanted me to get an iTunes gift card. The IRS wanted you to get to get an yes, iTunes. Yes, I gift don't card. know. I was already in tears and I was crying my butt off, and uh-huh. I was scared. I didn't want to go get jail. thrown to jail. And then I was also thinking about my family. Of like, these people really had all my personal information. What if they went to my parents' house and wanted to like? arrest my dad for making a, a, a false mistake. a mistake on this my taxes trash. this is so trash i like, was so scared like the fact that they're using fear as a tactic yes. to to affect you in that way and, mm-hmm. and and manipulate you man that's crazy it was uh, i was so i was so freaking scared so i go to the cvs okay it was the one so where our building was was near the grove so it's the store that was next to the Whole Foods, I think. Is that the okay. CVS? Or? So, yeah, I believe it's CVS. So in the Grove on 3rd Street in L.A., mm-hmm. um, there's like a plaza there and there's a there's a Walgreens, I believe. Yes. So I go yeah. there and I go and I'm still on the phone with Victor, bitch ass. And I'm crying and he's like, okay, I want you to go get a blank Sheesh. iTunes card, a card that doesn't have money, money on it and you're just going to put money on there. I get the iTunes gift card and okay... So this is where I should have hung up and be like, you're playing me because so I lied to the guy. Mm -hmm. I told him I had 250. I think in reality, I had like 300. Mm -hmm. So I told him 250 and the and he believed me. He's like, "Okay, you have 250. And and like, I guess looking back on it, I'm like, I was able to lie to this guy. Like, clearly something's like not adding up. But I, I'm in the Walgreens with the iTunes. I put 250 on there. And then when I get back to my car, he wants me to scratch to the number behind it and give him that number. So after that, like after I did that, he was like, you know, you did a very good job today. Thank you so much for, you know, co- for cooperating and being a good person and getting your debts in check. He was like, oh, people will be in contact with you to pay the rest off. You'll also get some documents in the mail. And then like, I just felt so defeated. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think I got Taco Bell and then I actually drove um, to the OC to go do my shift. That's a crazy story, man. Right? Like, 
I obviously we just shared two stories of our own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carla and I, I'd say we're very like, you know, street smart, you know, people who are aware of these things. Mm -hmm. But but man, when you're in a position of vulnerability is really hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think judgment just just didn't exist mm-hmm. in that moment yeah or if it did exist it wasn't enough to override you know the flag the mm-hmm. orange freaking flag yeah you know i don't know if this you know any anyone could relate to this but my auntie a filipino woman i told her what happened and she got mad at me for making a mistake hmm. she like kind of belittled me and she's like how can you think that that's so stupid like and my auntie made me feel so she made me refeel those moments of shame. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh man, that sucks. Oh, this happened to me. Or like, oh man, like just next time be careful. She like made me feel really bad about it and made me feel like so stupid. stupid. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's a Filipino Tita thing or uh, if that's like that <laughs> happens to other people too. I don't know. I feel like it could be, you know, them kind of just reiterating like, like, why are you fucking up? Or why are you mm-hmm. messing up? You know, yeah. you should know better. You should know better. Well, it's like, maybe I'll know better if, if somebody taught me. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, okay, that that triggered me because I would know better if someone had taught me, mm-hmm. a.k.a. family. Because, or education system. Or education system. Because I remember at one point my parents were telling me to just, you know, grow up. Or like, oh, you're an adult already. You need to do this, mm-hmm. this, and this. But at any point in my life, they never taught me those things they were telling me to do. Mm-hmm. So how do you expect me to become adult and do certain things, but you never taught me? And those are things I was not taught with my American school system. I was not yeah. taught that at university. Yeah. I wasn't taught that in high school. Filipino parents baby their kids up to a certain point till maybe they're like 20 something and they're like oh, you know what you're an adult you should go and do things mm-hmm. but they never teach you and they baby you up mm-hmm. until they're like okay it's time for you to be adult but who teaches you yeah yeah you know I, i'm definitely a believer that you know the education system in america doesn't teach you these these really really important lessons because it's part of the whole scheme of things you know mm-hmm. the whole cycle you know if they really really wanted you to learn about you know scams like how to save you know like just just essentials like that mm-hmm. you know life essentials they would teach you but they don't want to but that's a whole nother conversation yeah. you know how your auntie was telling you oh you know you should have known better this mm-hmm. this and this so my grandma's friend she actually was in a scam as well when people in the philippines come here a lot of them are working um you know it's up until their their ages of like 70 80 you know but the thing is the reality is you have to work otherwise you know you're not going to get any any money to pay for what you need it's hard out it's hard out here in in america for you know immigrants mm-hmm. obviously so yeah so my grandma's friend she is about 80 80 something now and for as long as i've known her so she would she rented a room in my grandma's house and for as long as i've known her she's always worked and i think she was uh, uh she was doing graveyard shift at a nursing home she worked because she had to send money back home to her family and that's a, a common thing in filipino families where mm-hmm. you're gonna if you, even if you immigrate here you're still gonna send money back home to, to help take care of your family i remember my uncle telling me that she got caught up in this scam 
where somebody either called her or sent her an email and said, you won like a million dollars or whatever. And it was money from like Jamaica or like the Caribbean or, or some mm-hmm. island country. And she basically got caught up in this scam that she ended up having to, to give back like a couple um, like $10,000 or something oh, like that. it was a large sum of money. And it's, it's like, you know, one thing is, is toying with our emotions as, as young people. And like, mm-hmm. like for myself, it's, you know, pandemic didn't have a job, you know, that desperation and, and finally getting that win of like a job offer, you know, Carla's was like taxes and, you know, that fear of going to prison um, and getting reprimanded for that mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, you know, my grandma's friend, it was, it was, you know, an, an elderly person who thought, dang, I probably don't have to work anymore because yeah. I'm going to get this large sum of money and I could finally just retire and relax. So they scammed this this person and, and you know, I don't know if she ever had to, you know, got to pay this debt, but I remember talking to, like, my uncle and, like, my grandma would be like, dang, like, how'd she, how'd she do that? Like, how'd she not know that she was scammed, you know? And, like, we could always say, like, how do they not know? Mm-hmm. But when you're in that position... It is really hard to be sure of that mm-hmm. or even think that because sometimes it could be a, uh, you could think like, oh, it's an opportunity of luck. And, and you know, that that's something that is one of probably the worst things I've heard in terms of scamming because mm-hmm. this person's older. Yeah. And, and they're legit still providing for their family back home. So obviously, you know, we've experienced ourselves these crazy scam you know situations we, we've mm-hmm. heard stories of people in their scam situations like is there anything that you've learned or like tips that you would give somebody who you know could hopefully avoid this this situation especially because like we said scammers are getting smarter oh they are getting so smarter so smart like the fact that your scammer took an actual company mm-hmm. and figured out who the actual account manager is and made sure to use their name like that to me that's really smart and who knows how smart next thing you know you'll have a zoom interview but it's not a real person it's an ai but i think a piece of advice it's hard to give piece of advice on how to avoid such scummy situations because you really don't know if or when it's gonna happen to you but i guess trust your gut and then also secondly start researching and just learning things learning more about i guess everything because if i had known that the irs never makes house calls they Mm -hmm. only send things via mail then would save you the trouble yeah what about you Hmm. i would say you know if you're ever in a situation where you think you're in a potential scam and you just have like like you said that gut instinct and you see that orange flag uh you know i would i would ask questions you know because i feel like the more questions you ask ask the scammer they're eventually gonna like give you these answers that's gonna really turn that orange flag red Mm -hmm. you know because if it's in your gut trust your gut man like a lot of situations will get you in trouble if you do not trust your gut. Yeah. Your gut. <laughs> like just do your thorough research, check those emails, mm-hmm. make sure they're coming from um, you know, the company websites, company official emails. Uh use Google, you know, go 
even though Google can give you like some fake answers as well, like try your best to really mm-hmm. do the most you know nothing's extra when it comes to these situations you know yeah. you, you have to protect yourself because especially with using cash app i mean i use cash app i use venmo um just be a little more aware of who you're sending that money to because mm-hmm. once you send that transaction these these apps won't give you that money back yeah you know even if you report these profiles they can't really do anything about it mm-hmm. yeah you know, so just do your best to protect yourself even if you think it's hella extra like yeah do your best um mm-hmm and at the end of the day, if you happen to get scammed and you're out, whether you're out a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, just and this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck, but at the end of the day, all that was lost is money. And yes, people have families, or yes, they need that money for groceries and things, and that's truly suck. That truly sucks. But think of it in the sense that you know you could have gotten physically hurt they could have threatened your family or that's something that i thought about when you realize it was a scam like these people have our address Mm -hmm. these people know where we live what Mm -hmm. if they come and you know what if they find out you filed a police report they come try to (laughs) yeah retaliate or some shit you know they try to retaliate you know things like that it's scary it's it's really really scary you know to be caught up in these scams because you know if people can go go you know through all the trouble of doing these these things you don't know what else they can do in terms of like physically hurting you Mm -hmm. you know and and you know i i think that people are just going to do this stuff online and, and not go to that extent but you just can't be you know can't be soft about it you got to really be on your toes and and protect yourself Mm -hmm, for sure so do as much research as you can question everything and if you you know unfortunately do find yourself in an unfortunate scam just try to think not positively about the situation but the way you react to it Mm -hmm. you're out a couple of money a a cup you know some money but you'll get that money back And that concludes episode three of Cracking the Coconut. I hope, I hope, we hope that you enjoyed listening as well as watching this episode as much as we enjoyed recording and filming it and talking about our scam stories. And now I'm sad and hungry. How do you feel? Yeah, it was really stressing kind of reliving all that. Mm -hmm. However, you know, let us know if you all have been scammed. Um, You know, we want to know the stories because damn, this shit, it happens. I guess we could bond over being scammed. <laughs> but if you do have a scam story or you just want to tell us anything and continue the conversation, go ahead and follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Cracking the Coconut, as well as Twitter and TikTok at Cracking the Cocoa. Yes. And we also have a website. It's crackingthecoconut.com. We have blog posts on there as well as all the episodes. So be sure to check us out. And like she said, continue the conversation. Yeah, have a good day, night, week, whatever. And try not to get scammed. Peace. Bye. Bye.